Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nickel. And today on the show, we've got a really interesting topic, and this has actually been submitted by one of our listeners as well. And the topic is, should you pay off your mortgage before you start investing? So should you make extra payments on your mortgage, or should you start investing in property? And this actually comes back to one comment that I often hear at some of our seminars when we're talking to people. Uh, they say, I say, why have you come along to the seminar and they say, well, I've paid off my mortgage, I'm looking at the next thing. But I think this comes back to something that we're going to talk about in today's show, which is actually you don't need to have fully paid off your mortgage before you start investing. So Andrew, you were recently asked this by a listener as well. Mm. I was asked this just at the weekend from one of my friends from Christchurch. Uh, he wanted to know the difference between paying down debt and, and or investing. Uh, and actually just thinking about this, um, one of my clients who I work with them and their children and actually you know, quite a few members of their family, I remember when I helped them buy their first property and they were about 60 and so they were relatively late to the investing game as far as as far as far um, work life goes uh, and I said to them, okay here's what we're going to do, we're going to borrow some money against your house and when I explained to them that they hadn't didn't have to have paid off their mortgage, they were amazed. So these are people that are pretty financially savvy but they thought they had to kind of have their mortgage paid off first before investing, which of course, you know, that's that kind of probably set them back maybe 20 years in terms of investing, which is a lot of potential capital growth. So I just wanted to run some numbers because I guess that's what it comes down to. And also, this is something that um, we're doing some modelling around for people who are first-home buyers as well, whether or not maybe they put in less deposit into their into their owner-occupied place or they put in more and then they leverage against that, um, but they don't pay as much on, on repayments. So just to work on just a general case now of someone who maybe has a mortgage, uh, say $300,000, if they've got that on, say, a 30-year term, they've just refinanced, they've got it on a 30-year term, they're at 3.5%, they've got a bit of equity in their house, their minimum payments would be $311 a week. And that means um, that they're going to pay $184,611 in interest in that 30 years' time. So they're going to pay back a total of $484,611. Now, let's say that the cost of buying an investment property is $50 a week. Uh, and, and we just use the normal normal numbers of half a million dollar property um, and getting $500 a week rent. Let's call it $50 a week contribution to own a rental property. Now, if they took, if they didn't buy the rental property and they took that $50 a week and they paid that off the mortgage, they made some additional payments off their mortgage and so their total payment now goes from 311 to 361 per week. So that shortens the term to 24 years. So that's great. They've taken six years off their mortgage and they'll save an interest about $45,000. So that's quite a big difference just from $50 a week. So maybe that's a good option. However, let's say they don't do that. Let's say they carry on paying $311 and then they use that $50 to go and buy a rental property. Now, obviously that $50 over time generally goes down um, because rent goes up and, and whilst cost goes up as well, you're collecting more rent than you are paying out in cost, generally speaking. So, um, so let's now 
look at if you had 5% growth on a property worth half a million dollars and you paid an interest only mortgage, where would the equilibrium be? The, the middle point, the point at which the equity in the property that you buy as an investment would meet your mortgage that you're paying down at $311 a week. So the numbers on this, and you can use um, one of our tools on the website called uh, the Your Own Terms. It'll put this in the, in the, um, in the message. Show notes. Show notes, thank you. Um, if you did that, Instead, in eight years, you hit that equilibrium. So those two points match. Your mortgage and your equity in the investment property are the same. Now, if you sold that investment property at that stage, you would pay off your mortgage then, which would be 22 years early rather than six, and you would save almost double, you'd say, uh, save $82,000 worth of interest. So a huge amount of time that now you're mortgage-free and a, a lot more interest savings. Um, so yes, I guess um, paying pay, buying an investment property has slightly more risks attached to it, but the return is so, so much more. And the one thing that I, I've always thought about this particular strategy or the questions that I get is, Okay, I understand that property tends to go up in value and I'll, I may be able to use that equity to pay off my home mortgage at some point. But why can't I do that with my own property? And I think this is just something that's quite quite obvious once, once you've been told it as well, is that you can't um, go and sell your own home in order to pay it off. Well, you could do that actually, but you'd end up without a house. Um, so the reason you've got to do this with an investment property is that you've got to buy this asset that can appreciate in value and then you can sell it in order to be able to get the equity out and be able to pay off the mortgage on your home loan. So it's, it's, it's kind of obvious when you put it that way that you can't use your own home to pay pay it off because the only way to to pull the money out is through debt, which is in order that you do that in order to purchase an investment property in this situation. I'll just also give another example. So this is a client of mine who are first home buyers. So they are, they're looking at buying a house for themselves. And when they when they came in to see me, um, basically that was just their key kind of priority: buy a house for ourselves. And what their what their plan was because they've got quite a good deposit. They had you know a couple of hundred thousand dollars as a deposit, which is awesome for a first home buyer. Um, they're very conservative, so they wanted to take out a, a relatively small mortgage and then pay it down over a very short period of time. Um, and so what we did, we looked at the numbers that they could afford to pay back. So um, let's again, let's use similar sort of numbers, 500k purchase price, 200k deposit, which they had, so it was a 300k mortgage. Their minimum weekly payments are 311. Now they could afford 500. So what I did is I did some projections based on if they paid $500 a week, and we looked at this over over 10, uh, hang on, 15 years, sorry. Um, if we looked at that in 15 years' time, where the, where the mortgage would be, um, and actually it would have been paid off in full, so they would have paid a 300k mortgage off in 15 years. Now let's say, so their projected equity was about a million dollars. Now let's say they bought an investment property as well. So they bought their owner-occupied property, they put in their 200K, they um, then went back to the bank and they leveraged again to buy another rental property. Now I used one, uh, an actual property, which was 517500 and the deposit was none because they were using equity and their weekly top-up worked out to be $40 a week. So what I said was, okay, well, let's just work on a personal mortgage repayment of four sixty, and and the $40 a week will come from that $500 that you've got that, you've, that you're able to put towards, you know, 
a mortgage or mortgages. Then we did the equity increases again at 5%. And their total projected equity in 15 years, based on that scenario, whilst they wouldn't have paid off their mortgage in full, they would actually have $35,000 left in 15 years, so not zero, but $35,000. Their projected equity across the two properties was $1.5 million. So significantly more. There was another 517 thousand worth of equity or 50% more profitable doing it that way. And the question this really answers is, and the question we constantly ask ourselves is, is our money best being leveraged? That is the, you know, how can we use our, our money and our finances in the most efficient way? And the question that, or the answer that Andrew's really giving is, is actually, it's not as efficient and you're not best leveraging your money if you put it against your own property in this instance, because it's better to take that additional money and put that towards uh, an investment property and you're better leveraging it there than if you were just paying down the interest and saving yourself interest repayments in that situation. So uh, I guess, um, again, this isn't for everyone. This is something that you should just consider if you've got a little bit of extra equity or if you've got a little bit of extra cash. Um, But I just think that it's important to look at the big picture and not just focus on one thing, which often sometimes people just get obsessed with paying down their mortgage. I think the editor of Juno Magazine he made an interesting quote. Do you want to quote that back? Can you remember off the top of your head? Yeah, I absolutely okay, can because I use it a lot. So this is this was actually in the the property edition of Juno Investment Magazine, and that's edited by uh, a wonderful lady called Brenda. And uh, it really struck me when I read her editorial, uh, the opening editorial for the property uh, investment issue, where she said, "Look." I knew all about property. You know, she edits an investment magazine. She understands the concepts. And she saw her her colleagues and her friends investing in property and 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 taking a punt, I think was was her was her phrase. Uh, and she saw the gains that they made, but she always had a reason not to invest. And I, I said, Brenda, can I share can I share your story on the podcast? She said, I've made it public, do whatever you like with it. Um, you know, but she saw the gains that her friends made, but there was always a reason for her not to invest. And consequently, they didn't invest in property. And she closed her editorial asking, you know, what would life have been like? You know, how different would my life be? How more, how much more comfortable would it be if I had have done that? And I think this comes back, you know, by the time this is released, it will be early in 2020. And I just kind of Leave leave that with you. Um, the reason that I've decided to to invest is that I don't want to be thinking that. I would rather take the the risk, the minute risk. I would say that uh, the property market is going to do poorly, and we're going to talk about that actually in the next episode. Uh, and take that punt and not not wonder what would have happened if. Because I've seen the gains that have happened to owners of property, to owners of capital over the last 10, 20 years, and the gains have been significant. And I don't believe that they're going to stop anytime soon. But let's wrap it up there. Of course, if you do want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, why not check out our Epic Guide to Property Investment? That's freely available on our website, absolutely free. Don't even need to put in your email address. And look, if you want to get to that 16,000 guide, here's what you do. Pull out your phone, Google Property Investment NZ. And within the top three or four results, as soon as you start scrolling past those ads, you will see it. And uh, and you'll be able to click on there. It's called the Epic Guide to Property Investment. Uh, really good read, about about uh, forty five minutes long. So I'd really encourage you to do that. And of course, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more and more people. But until next time.
Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insight to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.